The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people, starting with our Diamond Executive Producer, Slimer Snarf. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, Nasty Boots and Tammy, Joel Brooks, and Jonathan Brown. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Jean Capri. Welcome to the Extra Mile, the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive, where we dive deeper into the games and services you care about the most. This time, we're jumping into our review discussion of Gears Tactics, the game where Cog and Locust armies politely take turns in brutally murdering each other. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am doing well, I'm doing well. You know, I've been kind of curled up on my couch just playing Gears Tactics right in front of my laptop. Mm -hmm. It's been a very exciting week and a half. It's been about a week or so since we've had the game. Yeah. And uh, it's it's exciting times. I'm super excited to have this sit-down conversation with you all about Gears Tactics. So this show is entirely about Gears Tactics. I will preface before we get started, of course... There's not going to be any spoilers, so just wanted to throw that out there. Also, uh, the codes uh, for the game were provided to us by Microsoft. So, Sean, let's get started talking about Gears Tactics. Um, real quick, I, I mentioned I've played a lot of turn-based strategy games. Uh, again, lo- lots of stuff like XCOM uh, and uh, FTL and a bunch of other games like that. Sean, what are your what is your experience with games of this ilk? Funny thing is, like I've played XCOM as well, but only like only bits and pieces, and that's going to be the obvious. Um, comparison, but a lot of my stuff, like I played some Wargroove over on Switch and on PC, and a lot of Fire Emblem actually is probably the closest. Like, um, it's more of an RPG for sure. Um, mm. But yeah, definitely that that turn base. I think comes more in, in my experience on the on the Japanese side of things. Um, so so I've I've definitely um, I've played quite a bit of turn based strategy games and more on the uh, real time strategy games. The funny yeah. thing is like back in the day when like Warcraft two and Starcraft and everything was coming out, there's the old um, turn based strategy games are nothing anymore, and real time strategy is really where it's at. And those uh, you saw almost have like console wars, but between like the fanboys of real time strategy games. And, and turn base so uh but this it's good to see it have a resurgence and honestly man like the the cover base mechanic that we know so well with gears it it translates really nicely to uh to a turn-based uh, genre definitely and yeah like that was one of the, the the things i was most excited about with gears tactics coming into it was just the world of gears just seemed to really fit the tactics style gameplay mm-hmm. in this game so um it seemed like it was a perfect match just just like halo wars was kind of a perfect match with the Halo franchise. Like I've, I felt like kind of the same way with Gears. Um, so that's why I was really excited to see what the team is going to do with this. Not only that, but we also had another non Xbox game that uh, really surprised me with Mario Rabbids uh, yeah. Kingdom Battle, which oh, is also call. a lot like this mm-hmm. game. Um, so that seeing what Ubisoft could do with this, I was really excited to see what Microsoft would also do with the same formula. So uh, it was cool to get a chance to see that with Gears Tactics. But also, Sean, before. We get into the story. We want to give everyone a quick heads up. And I didn't know this until we actually uh, jumped into the game ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you pre-ordered the game or if you play the game during the launch window, basically up until May 4th, I believe, um, you get a special in-game character, Thrashball Cole, a.k.a. the Cole Train himself, gets to join your party. The reason we're mentioning this is because... He's kind of a big deal. He's kind of (laughs) awesome. He's one of the best party members you get in the entire Mm -hmm. game. So it is definitely worth 
jumping into it. Now, again, if you've got Game Pass, you've already got this game. Even if you're not going to play Gears Tactics for a while, I do recommend just installing it, jumping into it just so that it pops the fact that you've got Cool mm. Unlocked, and then just leave the game for later when you want to play it. Yeah, um, yeah. he's got think- all his equipment, his gear. Like He's got the best gear starting out. He's got great executions, which we'll get into, but he's definitely, like he'll give you a leg up for sure. Yeah, so it is definitely worth putting in the time to do that if if you plan on playing this game down the road, even if you mm-hmm. wait a year from now to play it. I feel th- still think it's worth just signing in, getting that bonus, and then it'll be there when you're ready to play it. Well, and he gives you, and this kind of is a nice segue into things here, Ryan, too. Like, he, he gives you a connection point um, into the universe. Like, you, everybody who's played Gears knows Cole. Um, he's one of the most recognizable characters of a lot of them. And uh, I was so glad to see a familiar face, to be honest with you, just jumping in and going, oh, thank God he's here, because I don't know who any of these other people are. Exactly. So that is a good segue into the story. So the first thing we're going to talk about, of course, is the story. Now, we can't really talk too much about the story at all. Um, a lot of it has been deemed not no good to talk about. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about what we can. So first of all, uh, the main protagonist in this game is Gabe Diaz. He's Kate's father. Um, he basically uh, is going on a mission with uh, another uh, gear named Sid as well as they meet up with another sniper named uh, Michaela. And basically, they're trying to hunt down Ukon, who's basically this, like, smart locust. And again, we can't too, talk too much about Ukon. Can I, can I, just, well. can I just say, okay, so we'll, we'll break down a couple of these characters too, but can I just say about Ukon, I don't, and the whole locust, they're all these, like, mindless husks. They're just monsters. They're all grunting or whatever. And they, they say scary things like, um, what does it say, human, some of those Theron guards. Um I don't like when they talk and I don't like when like Ukon sort of almost dances. <laughs> he's a little <laughs> he's a true. little he's a bit of a, a showman. He's a little too too flamboyant for my liking. Um but otherwise there's there's interesting things to find out about this guy. And uh I don't know, man. Like I need to I just need to get something off of my chest here a little bit while I'm sort of like venting. Um sure thing. actually hang on. I want to take a quick pause. Can I can I get a sense of like where you're at with because I you and I don't know where we're at like do you like this game do you not like this game I don't know what the tone of of our approach to this is right now. I think the story <laughs> is not great. Yeah, but I like this game. I'm in I'm in the same spot. I spent a lot of time in the first couple of couple of missions uh, and even chapters where I'm like I just don't know about this game, man. I just mm, and 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 part of the reason is the characters because like I look at somebody like Sid who's this like he's got an eye patch and he's he's your typical gear. He almost sounds like Marcus Phoenix in a couple of couple of ways. And I just don't know that I like anybody <laughs> to start with this thing. This is why I made such a big deal about having Cole in the beginning because I don't like uh, in the beginning. I don't like Gabe. I don't like Sid. It, I, Michaela is is somewhat interesting for sure, but mm-hmm. like I just it felt so cliche up until a certain chapter within the game and things really turned it around. And I was like, okay, I was really worried that I was going to have to kind of dog on this game quite a bit, but yeah, it takes a little while for the, for the story to really get up and going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely really takes its time getting going, especially in, in some of the earlier chapters, especially, uh, chapter two in particular, Mm -hmm. or sorry, act two, act two, just early in act two, just, it, it, kind of gets bogged down a little bit as far as the story is concerned mm-hmm. it doesn't really it kind of spins its wheels and doesn't really go anywhere but again once once the story gets going it gets going yeah really fast so um it is nice to see that at least the story does get somewhere 
Um, I do think, though, the story, even though it is a little predi- predictable, it does really feel like Gears. Yeah. So at least I, I have to give it props for, for the team for making it feel like it, it's part of that universe. And I do like the fact that they are exploring new characters um, because if you're dealing with the same characters all the time, it kind of has this the, the Star Wars problem where if you deal with too many characters... It, it makes the universe or the world feel too small. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, and that's I'm not going to come at it going like I want my Marcus Phoenix, I want my Dom or anything like that. And certainly I appreciate that Cole is there for the familiarity, but like sometimes these characters are almost like ooh, you just you feel like you're trying to be something else. Like some, it, it's hard to come up with new characters that we care about right out of the gates, especially inserting them into a universe that we that we know and love and you were kind of talking about like the story and the setting here and um one of the almost like a character is like this giant weapon like the hammer of dawn is front and center for the entire story here like this is where they basically nuke the planet (laughs) you know what i mean like they're just oh we discovered this this satellite like flamethrower from the sky so we're gonna just unleash it and we're right at the start of the locust war here in terms of timing It'll it'll kill all the locusts. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it won't hurt anyone else. Yeah, we'll be fine. Just the locusts. Yeah, of course. Um, also, this is a good time. We should bring in famous Seamus himself, Seamus McIsaac at famous Seamus. Of course, we reached out for y'all's questions on Gears Tactics over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. If you would like to be part of the show, we throw up posts for questions from time to time on there. He asks, "How is the story for this game compared to other games in the series? And what characters do you guys like? And do you have any favorites?" So. Kind of like you, Sean, I don't really have a favorite character mm-hmm. in this game. If I had to pick one of the three main characters, it'd probably be Michaela. Yeah. Um, I kind of like her story arc a little bit, and I like that she's not only different from the other two characters, but she's also different from other characters from other Gears games. Yeah. So that's what kind of what I, I kind of like her journey as a character and uh, what she brings to the group. Um, but I, the Gabe himself... Up until, again, a, a certain point in the game, honestly, I wasn't really digging his story. Same. Until, again, the point we can't talk about. Um, and same with Sid as well, where, again, he kind of reminded me a lot of, of Marcus as well. He's a, he's kind of just a grumpy old man, yep. if I just got to put it plainly. Sid's kind of a, a grumpy old man with an eye patch, and he just runs around. He's like, oh, God, not this again, you know? Well, I'll, just... I think a good way to kind of put it, and I sort of had this realization just earlier today as I was playing it, thinking, like, the game deals a lot with, and, and the series as well. Like, you're dealing with a cog, and there's a lot of conspiracy. There's a lot of secrecy and stuff, and this game kind of leans on that, I think, maybe a little, just a little too long. Like, we've been with this franchise and these these characters in this world for for over a decade, and we i don't know that we necessarily like need to lean into like the secrecy quite for so long and it it it, it creates a it tries to make it as a as a plot device and you're just like now i'm just going through missions now i'm just kind of going through like scene by scene and we didn't really have enough things moving along um but yeah kate diaz's dad like i just there was also wasn't really an, like enough of a connection um for him right off the start but it definitely as you say like things get moving along um, and then the other, th- the other element too here is that you have these heroes that we've been talking a lot about, but you also have like troops and people who will come to be part of your, your party and your, and your crew. And honestly, like I had, I, I thought that these people were completely replaceable. I didn't really care about them. I can't name them like you can yeah. in XCOM. So I didn't think I was having much of an attachment to them until I lost Hugo 
in a in a fierce battle <laughs> earlier today. I'm like, son of a gun, man! I really had that guy upgraded, and he was he had all the things that I would have wanted a sniper like him to have. And Hugo's gone. He, he's not a character that he's not like uh, he's not a canon character or anything. Um, mm-hmm. So you sort of I think like XCOM, you you do grow attached somewhat to these like. Um, just just your 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 crew um but yeah so far the other characters i don't know shame, famous shame is not not i wouldn't say likable <laughs> very much mm-hmm. especially when you compare them to the other gears characters from other games it's just it's it's tougher to to do that and especially in a game like this but again i think that i grow to like the characters more as the game went on it just yeah again for it did, right they did out of the gates. a very good first impression and yeah. it's the same in, and i would say the same for gears 4 i actually didn't like kate in gears 4 and i didn't like the entire lot of them um even oscar uh in gears 4 i thought was just kind of a bit of a joke and then i spoiler like I, I, is it spoilers like it's spoilers yeah i mean for it something happens and i found I was like oh i guess i damn it that's such a spoiler <laughs> Get yeah. me out of here, Ryan. <laughs> so, Sean, you brought up a good thing to, <laughs> for us to transition from because you talked about losing Hugo. Yeah. Because there is permadeath in this game. Yeah. But not for the main cast. So mm-hmm. if you lose uh, Michaela or Sid or Gabe in combat, the mission actually just ends. You yeah. Can, you can revive them Gears, Gears style where either they can, uh, you can use an action to get them back up mm-hmm. or you can walk up with one of your other gears and revive them. Yeah. Um, but if you lose one of those characters in uh, one of the missions, it just ends. But with your other side characters that you recruit, that's not the case. They could, they actually just die permanently. Mm-hmm. So the mission doesn't end. Uh, they just die and you lose them forever. I, unfortunately though, kind of, thought of it this way though i had a different take on it they almost reminded me of the red shirts from star trek right i mean if i don't know if you're a trek fan John, of course but, everybody uh, knows red shirts yeah of course they're they're the ones that die yep that's that's their thing that's their reason for existing and it especially because they're not integrated into the cutscenes in any way mm-hmm. or the story you're i don't i didn't feel as attached to them as the main cast yeah so when one of them died i was like oh okay cool i'll just keep doing my thing mm-hmm. and and i could kind of moved on and and I think you definitely had a different reaction to uh, losing one of your troops, whereas I just, I don't know. It was I momentary. I didn't, I didn't have any sort of like emotional breakdown or anything about it. But I was just like, oh, man, I feel like I just, I was just starting to care. Again, like this game takes a while. It's very, I'll say this, like it's very accessible. If you're, if this is not your genre, if like if you truly have only played Gears and those style of games coming over to the XCOM, I think it, they had to uh, the coalition and splash damage had to had to play a bit of a balancing game here because it's the genre of 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 cover based shooters that people know gears with but they're trying to expand our our brains a little bit so they couldn't really go too hardcore at least at the in the early going into into XCOM and my early when I was talking about my expectations my expectation was like hardcore XCOM and mm-hmm. the first probably 10 to 15 hours is so far from that like it introduces all of the elements very gently the 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 notion of side missions which are uh <laughs> they're basically just padding i think and they're there to help you get more gear and to to level up your characters with 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 different gear and customizations and things like that and i was like it didn't seem like any of that mattered for quite a long time until things started to on the story front on the character front and then suddenly i've got all these 
all these troops that I can start to outfit with all these different gears and customizations. That's when I started to like really come along with this game because I was worried that nothing I did mattered. It was a completely linear story um, and, and, and adventure. And I just wasn't sure until I started to amass characters and gear. And now I can start lean into my style of play versus somebody else's. Yeah, it's definitely got a great uh, level power progression where it doesn't give you all the tools right away and doesn't overwhelm the player. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I also agree with you. I think that if you are new to these type of games, then Gears Tactics is probably one of the easiest games to get into. Uh, this tactics like turn-based or uh, turn-based game, yeah. turn-based strategy game. I agree. Uh, genre, even compared sure. to Mario versus Rabbids. I was watching Garrett Bland play on uh, his Twitch channel earlier today, Twitch.tv/slash Bland Explosion. Shout out to Garrett Bland, and. I was I was remembering like that that game really kicked my ass, man. Somehow yeah, that Mario was game difficult. was pretty tricky, but like this game has a nice, like you said, like a lot of the the um, it, it just introduces the notions of the game and the strategy, and doesn't really uh, for better or for worse doesn't expand the mission types too much, Ryan. There, I, off the top of my head, there's probably like four or five basic kind of like mission types that that you go through in this game. Yeah, you get more as the as the game goes on. Yeah, uh, but those are kind of also repeated in the campaign missions as well. So you mm-hmm. are kind of doing the same four or five tasks throughout the entire experience, and uh, I mean that's got its its pluses and minuses. But you also saw that in in games like XCOM as well, where you in a game like XCOM, a lot of times uh, you're inner you're basically rescuing hostages, or you're just you've just got to kill all the aliens, or you've got to blow up their ship, or something like that. But for yeah. the most part, you're doing the same. Uh, five or six things over and over again. So yeah. that's, that just is kind of how this genre kind of works. A lot True. of games in this genre just have similar mission requirements in most uh, most of their experiences. Just the map layout changes and how much the map layout changes is kind of uh, changes up how you have to approach each mission or likewise the type of units as well, which definitely uh, leans into the game's difficulty because it's, star- I think for a veteran uh, like me to this type of genre, it started out pretty easy. Yeah, for same. Yeah, and uh, as the game went on, and it started interest- introducing you to a ton of different units, just over the course of uh, even just Act Two, the the units you fight at the very beginning versus the units you fight at the very end are way different from each other. Totally, it gets much more difficult towards the end of it for sure, and you kind of have to uh, put on your uh, your smart cap mm-hmm. and just do some thinking uh, as to how you're going to outwit some of these locusts. Uh, enemies well yeah and uh, and quickly uh, speaking of difficulty like uh there's a there's a mode called iron man mode which i thought sounded cool it sounded like that was the xcom experience i was looking for in fact it is in xcom as well there is an iron man mode that works similar to this in xcom but it doesn't do the thing you're about to talk about so talk about yeah so i think that i wasted probably i don't even know man maybe two and a half maybe three hours of this game and um didn't realize that Iron Man mode means that if you if you uh, try to abandon a mission or if you fail in any way, uh, you it'll delete your save. Like you are you are so done. And so this is like for experts only. And if you know exactly what you're getting yourself into, I thought it was just going to be like this extra like maybe a permadeath kind of mode to it. But no, mm-hmm. it if you fail, it will exit you out and say your your save has been deleted. So I actually had to start over. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's weird because uh, because we both actually selected Iron Man mode when we started because mm-hmm. uh, we both read the, the, the description. Yep. And it didn't mention anything about the save deleting in this, the description. Not that the I saw. The description basically said, hey, you can't uh, you, you can't restart from checkpoints. Right. And you can't basically like take back actions you've already done. Right. Which I'm like, OK, cool. That's the kind of experience I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, delete I, I, save. I wasn't expecting you to delete your save. Yeah, so <laughs> that seems so, weird. Yeah, player beware. That that was a lesson that I learned that I definitely want to uh, let people know about. And you know that as as the early parts of the game were a little slow, a little bit frustrating, and my I was a little bit disappointed to, to start with. Like that was my. That's why you really need to get into a game to really kind of talk about it in this way. Because had we had this discussion like a like a week ago, like after maybe spending a weekend into it, I was like, I just don't know if I'm feeling this game. I don't know if I can recommend it. But as we talk about it right now, Ryan, and I, I was looking at the trailer a little bit earlier today too, and I'm like, this game's really good. This game is actually the game, like you said, you said it really well. Um, the game is really solid. Um, I think they've done a wonderful job here. Um, the story has it's going to require some patience for players for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, definitely. Now we should talk a little bit about the mission structure because uh, out of all the positive things I've said about the game, this is probably one of my negative points. Yeah. But before we do that. Speaking of Garrett Bland, let's bring in Garrett Bland at Bland Explosion. He asks, how long is a typical match? Are the objectives of are the objectives of each match diverse? Can't wait to play the game. Gritting face and smiley emoji con all over this post. <laughs> so Garrett Bland, I would when say we, that each- Just for the record, just to give you a little bit of uh, freedom on that one. Like uh, we copy and paste the questions from Twitter or wherever they come from. And, um, and it says grinning face over the, Instead of the emojis, it actually says grinning face with smiling eyes, grinning face with smiling eyes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It broke my brain a little bit. I know. I was so, looking at that like, what the hell is that about? <laughs> so here's the thing, Garrett. The, the, here's the thing you need to know about the missions. So the missions themselves don't really actually take too long. Yeah. Like you, you're maybe, I think the longest one I did was maybe 10 minutes. So they actually go fairly quickly. Um, I don't know if it was the same for you, Sean. Um, and honestly, again, you've got the same four or five mission types throughout the experience. So you're you're kind of doing this, the same things. Um, but ultimately, I think the variety is enough there where I, I don't think it really gets stale. Um but we're going to talk about side missions in a second. Sean, what do you think, though, about the, the base of game? Oh, dude, well, you're the, what you were saying before that you were the pro, the eSport uh, PC player. You're way well, faster. You are way faster than me, man. Ten minutes. Holy cow. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely taking my time. I'm considering every, every movement and um, not necessarily talking about this, the, um, the mission structure itself. But one thing that is definitely notable is that there is no grid. Normally, there's a grid that you think about with, um, with tactical games that you're moving from like one square to the next. It is very, mm-hmm. it looks like just like a play-by-play motion of of an actual Gears game um, where just each side takes their turn, I guess. Uh, but there is no, you can kind of like, very similar to Mario versus Rabbids, actually, you can kind of move your cursor around and see, is this going to take up one, two, or three actions? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, oh, dude, there's there's actually quite, the more I think about it, there's more to this game than I than I first thought. Um, there's I, a lot of layers. There really, That's there true. really is, because I was, um, my first blush at this game was, it's not deep enough, it's not XCOM, it's not going to win me over, it's not going to, certainly not going to win a lot of people who are looking for that XCOM thing over, but the more I think about it, like, I want to do things like go up and, and chainsaw a guy from behind because it gives my other teams uh, an additional action, and that can really turn the tide in my turn, so I was really considering those types of things, um, which maybe made my matches last a little bit longer, but not not too much longer. But I wasn't firing through them like you were, for sure. Yeah. And to be fair, I was only an esports player in StarCraft, which is a real-time strategy game, Sean. Not So not you're thinking even faster. Game. You got all your actions per minute and everything. Dude, oh my God. It's, you're like a piano player a, on the keyboard. Well, not about that. Anyways, let, I, the one thing I did want to bring up, though, going back to my point about the one negative point I would, I would yeah. throw out there, side missions. Side missions are just... So, oh, please. Here's the thing with side missions, mm-hmm. okay? In a normal game, 
side missions are optional. You don't have to do them if you don't want to. Yep. In this game, you have to. Do you the have side to do missions. the side missions. <laughs> you're, in fact, basically, it gives you, and, and this depends on the act you're in. Mm-hmm. So, in the first act, it gives you one of two choices for side missions, and you choose one of the the two, and you don't get to do the other one. Yep. And you're forced to basically do whatever uh, type of mission that is. Yeah. In act two, you have two of three that you have to do. In act three, you have to do three of four, which can actually kind of bog down the experience Mm -hmm. because the story, for example, will be like, hey, we got to do this thing right now. Let's go. But then literally right after that cutscene, you have three of four side missions to do. And you're like, well, okay, yeah, I guess I'll I'll spend uh, half an hour doing this and then get back into the story. I mean, it's to me, it just felt like padding. It totally because the the crazy thing, too, is that sometimes the side missions uh, you'll you'll do a side mission and you'll you'll pick it and it'll be the exact same objectives you just did mm-hmm. on the the last campaign, campaign. mission mm-hmm. in the same map and you're just like come on man yeah <laughs> like really uh, it's like I had I had this feeling of me playing the game like man this game's really getting going and then exhibit popping and be like yo dog I heard you like side missions seriously so I'm giving you side missions and side missions Ryan there was a couple times where like I would hit the side missions part and I would literally get up off, out of my chair I'm like I just need to go for a walk right now like I just need to like it literally pushed me away from the game at times and I think the reason mm-hmm. you know like the side missions should be like they should be off to the side they should be optional as you mentioned these are front missions and really the reason that they're their own the only thing about them that is side is that they they don't push the story forward so you don't get the reward there and then i kind of want to talk a little bit about like what you actually do get out of completing a mission which is often uh new gear and basically experience points for whatever uh troops and, and whatever crew you assemble for that for that mission so and then whatever mission you choose it does say you will have you'll get like either a gold tier reward or a blue or purple like your pretty traditional kind yeah, of they're all based loop. off uh, the how hard the the mission is so right you'll get the legendary ones for the harder side missions or vice versa so you you do get a little flexibility that way but at the same time i also didn't really find those missions too much harder than the other ones so i basically just picked the the legendary same one every single time so did i yeah, and, and like even that side of things, it doesn't necessarily, like for me, I don't know about you, like it didn't hit me as like, oh, thank God I got that piece. Like I was waiting for something like that, that the gear element of it, oddly enough, didn't didn't really like click for me like it would in other kind of like looter type of games. Um, yeah, it was very much incremental upgrades. Big time. And, and even by like, three, like you'd get accuracy up by like, three or four percent until i so started like i said at the start like until i started amassing like a lot of them and then i went okay michaela's gonna get these style of upgrades for me like i really wanted her accuracy to be like through the roof so that you know as a sniper she was gonna hit everything i needed her to come through um and i started to sort out like what style like um gabe was gonna play as a uh, he's kind of like your healer he's your support character and you get mm-hmm. you have scouts you have snipers you have heavies which are awesome like they they bring in their 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 giant multi yeah or the nasher yeah you have i think the scouts mostly had like the the nashers the the shotguns they actually kind of switch between them yeah interesting so that was i mean that's the that's the gears world translating really nicely into this but the side missions definitely was it it, it's too bad and we we do have to kind of get that out of the way to say like they're not (laughs) they don't really add to the experience and in a lot of ways they actually push me away from the game um but yeah man like there was a lot that in the in the moment to moment gameplay, the more it felt like gears, the more of a great time I was having. Exactly, and th- and that's really the key because like the troop management stuff with all the the different equipment, I was not a huge fan of that. Yeah. I mean, and uh, to be fair, going back to when we talked about XCOM, 
I also was not a huge fan of it in XCOM either. Same. So this is kind of just something I've never been a huge fan of in these type of games. I like the fact that there's customizable, uh, customizable elements there, but th- if anything, in XCOM, you have more flexibility because you're able to change out the style of weapon your characters have, for example. So, even though they have a specific character class, right. so they can only use specific weapons, you have some flexibility there. Um, so, for example, if you wanted uh, Michaela to have like almost like a burst rifle rather than a sniper rifle as a sniper, you could choose to do that in a game like XCOM versus this game you're kind of stuck with whatever weapon she has or, or this translates more to the recruits that you get as well, mm-hmm. because they basically have a specific uh, class and weapon assigned to them. And then that's kind of what you're stuck with. So. See, I didn't mind that part of it too. Like, because I need some structure. I get, like I get a little bit like paralyzed if it's completely wide open and you could swap out their grenades, for example, and upgrading their grenades. You could have some of them with, with the stim or the, the health grenades that, that help a, a cluster of your own characters. Or if you're a dumb, dumb like me, sometimes you accidentally throw a stim grenade at an enemy and then you heal them. <laughs> that is a mistake. But um, yep. Ryan, actually that, that gets me to a question I wanted to ask you about like the overall, like the U why the how you actually interact with the game how did you find like clicking and and tabbing from one character over to the next and your targets and everything like did you find the overall like um like the interaction with the game pretty good so i actually played this two different ways so i actually played it both with the keyboard and mouse and an xbox one controller and and i played the game about half and half in fact actually i transitioned to the controller later on in the experience and that was actually kind of my Mm go-to uh throughout the experience from that point um, and ultimately I found when I was using the keyboard and mouse, I often misclicked a little bit, not too often, but not, not so much where it would be, where I would do something I wasn't expecting. There was one time where I accidentally, uh, bayoneted a wall. What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just ran at it? Well, no, because I guess the enemy was on the other side of the wall and, uh, I misclicked and clicked on the enemy on the other side of the wall, but I didn't have enough moves to go over the wall, but somehow it registered that I could still bayonet the enemy. Oh, that doesn't so just, sound right. I basically just ran to the wall and stopped. That's so, amazing. Yeah. But to be fair, that's not intentional. I think that's just a bug. That, that, seem, that does sound like a bug. Yeah. Cause, Cause that also never happened again. Uh, but there were times, for example, where I would use uh, set up overwatch, which allows your units to basically, uh, instead of using your movements on your turn, you can basically uh, aim their sights towards a specific line mm-hmm. in an area and the, and they'll basically shoot enemies that come in that line yep. essentially that's and super powerful man that that everybody needs to be using overwatch pretty much all the time it's kind of op Al- almost almost you have to use it smart though because like you can't have like a you can't have like a shotgun character aiming too far out uh because if somebody just trips it at the edge of their of the cone sort of like a, a field of vision that they've got um you'll miss it because it's a shotgun it's not a very long distance so you kind of have that's to be actually smart where... about it that's kind of where some of my misclicks came in because mm-hmm. I would be like adjusting overwatch, but then uh, it would, it would not go as far as I want it. Or I, maybe I would click it when it's too short, mm-hmm. some stuff like that. But when I switched to the controller, I actually felt like I had more control over all of the stuff and I made less tiny mistakes. Interesting. Like, like I actually found I was more in control of the experience. Um, and actually I just felt like, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the experience more playing with the controller but that's just my personal take, though, because also uh, a game like XCOM 2 or XCOM Enemy Unknown, I played those games on console. Yeah. So I wasn't actually playing them with keyboard and mouse. So and, and same with stuff like Mario and Rabbids and other games. So playing with the console, the controller is just more what I'm used to. And the UI is totally designed for console. Yeah. Um, and actually, 
I'm going to bring famous Seamus in and get his question out of the way because he also asked a second question, which is, do you think a port of Gears Tactics can be made for Xbox One X or Series X? Absolutely. Yeah. The game from, if you go into the menus of this game, all the design layouts are all designed for consoles as well as PC. So, um, and we already know it's coming to Xbox One. They've already announced it. It's just coming at a later date. We don't know when that's happening. So we do know it's already coming for console and it differently felt like I wasn't at a disadvantage playing with the controller at all. And in fact, I almost felt like I was at more at an advantage um, just with all my min-maxing Interesting. Of, of my skills. I didn't let's th- just be personal. I didn't even think to play. I was so locked in on the mouse and keyboard as like, this is the experience. But yeah, you're right. You could, you absolutely can plug in a, an Xbox controller into the thing and just get a sense of what this would feel like. So yeah, I think there's, there's no doubt. I think that, I don't know if it's actually been absolutely confirmed or more of like a, a Rod Ferguson on his way. It was like, yeah, it's coming to Xbox or some kind of like uh, informal mention like that. But I was, yeah, no, I, I, I really liked playing with the mouse and keyboard. It, it's felt like at home there. So it's, it's, I mean, that's kind of both sides of the story there. I felt like it was at home with mouse and keyboard. You felt like it was at home with a controller. So the option is there for anybody to play um, however style that they want to. Yeah, especially it was just handy because I have uh, Bluetooth on my laptop, which is where I'm playing the game. So I just connected my controller to it without even having to plug it in and mm-hmm. just sat back on my couch with my HDMI cable to my TV and basically just played it on my TV. Yeah. Like it was on a console, like it was a console game, which was sweet. Um, but yeah, so let's like kind of wrap up our conversation on, on the gameplay as well. Overall, I think that the tactics and, and gameplay elements are really fun. I think the gameplay is definitely, uh, and, and the individual matches that you have are going to be the best part of the game for you, mm-hmm. I think overall and yeah the more you get into it the more layers of the onion you peel back uh, i think the more fun you're gonna have with this oh my gosh man i want to like i i would just love to like i can't wait for people to get their hands on this game because i have so much fun when i when i figure out there's like a there's like a cadence and a and a and a rhythm to this where you go okay this person is gonna go he's gonna soften this person up and then i'm gonna maybe maybe i'll take them down and then cole will come in with an awesome execution which you have somebody else an extra action that they can have a double shot on this other person like the skill trees to this game are actually really great i think there's over like 30 skills that you can have per character and you are able to reset them if you're like "Mm, i don't like like where I'm with the path that I'm taking with this, there's almost like four different specialties that each character can can follow along their their skill tree. And again, like like any skill tree, you kind of go like, ah, is this gonna make a difference? It says like 10% here and 15% here. And then as they all start to culminate, like I really felt like my crew was really starting to just like bulldoze some of these enemies because like gears, they throw literally hordes of enemies at you where you're just like and it feels like waves and i felt felt like it was really clever the way that all the different enemies all come into the scene like the 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 cantus that screams and makes everybody tougher um the boomers i think are awesome in this game and the way the way that the enemies and all the weapons and everything translates it feels so gears i think that might actually be the ultimate compliment that i can give this game is that it still feels like gears I just always have to have that asterisk of like, but the story, <laughs> but yeah, like exactly. when it all comes together, it really is magical. But even especially like picking up the, the enemy's weapons, like you can pick up the, the arc bow mm-hmm. or the, uh, uh, the boom shot and mm-hmm. stuff like that was also really cool. And yeah, it, it totally just had the gears vibes all over it yep. from the gameplay perspective. And, and that's what I loved about it. Again, the enemy design, incredible top to bottom. I love all like, wretches the, the will just ruin your day, range. man. 
the wretches yeah. are just like they'll come up to you and some guys you're just like you, you'd love to go up to them and chainsaw but some you can't get too close to like the tickers are really interesting I think the tickers are way better in this game than even Gears itself and yes, you can kick them. It, oh, dude, kicking them, and they just kind of, <laughs> because it's turn-based, they don't move anywhere. They just sort of, like, sit on the ground all sideways, all gimped in her. <laughs> Until you blow them up, and there's, like, two guys next dude, to them. Dude, the, right before we recorded this, I was I just had, like, this amazing chain reaction, because they were just staggered, just in the right spot. So I shot one, and then exploded the next one, which was a couple feet away, and it exploded the next guy. Like, two, you can, because you can see where you're going to kick the ticker. You can see, yeah. like, he's going to land. It gives you a line. It gives you a line, everything. so you can definitely plan where is that guy going to land, and am I going to have somebody else to go ahead and take care of this dude? And that really works. And we're not going to talk specifics here, but there are boss battles to, yep. you know, happen at, at climactic moments within within the game. And I actually think that they're great. I, I think they're really, they definitely mix things up, and they, they remind you that you're playing Gears, and it really feels like um, you're playing within the same universe. And, and just like in the in the very first gears game you're like how in the crap are we supposed to take this thing down and it's even more methodical here because of the strategy elements to it but i just this is where i really started to appreciate gears tactics when like it all started to come together there on the enemies and my character classes and my upgrades and like plotting all my my movements and am i going to go risk to get all these crates that are around the 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 mission the landscape or am i going to um just kind of barrel right through and there's a lot of player agency but man it's a 40 plus hour campaign and um probably could have been trimmed down in my opinion yeah exactly i mean that's that's the the, the big thing that that kind of goes back to the side missions things i mentioned as well were just the parts in the story that really got going that's when i wanted to not do the side missions the most mm-hmm. and just get get through it and it wasn't just because we were trying to play play and beat the game for this discussion it was just cuz Honestly, I wanted to see more of that story and it was just, it kind of bogged down the experience a little bit, especially considering the runtime where I think they could have got it down a little bit. And if you're playing this game over longer periods, you might not have that problem. Yeah. Um, And you definitely get your money's worth. That is for sure. You get Mm -hmm. a ton of gameplay with this game. Uh, So there is a a ton to to see and do. It just, uh, sometimes I, I just feel, wish that some of that stuff could have been trimmed down a bit or just made optional you could do whether you had the choice to do that or if you felt confident enough to go to the next mission without doing that getting that extra experience or that extra gear you could you could do that i wish they gave you that option Mm -hmm. so that is my one takeaway from from that but yeah ton to ton to do ton to see a lot of fun so sean let's give our overall thoughts it's time to to kind of wrap this up a bit i think we both are kind of on the same page as well overall again the story is not great but honestly it's it's a wholehearted recommend from me. I definitely think that, again, if you're new to this type of game, I definitely think you should pick it up and try it. If you like Gears at all, I definitely think that you should definitely at least give the game a try. Um, and again, give it more than five hours. I would give it a little bit of time. Because yeah. again, it is a little bit slow at the beginning. But trust me, it is worth it when you, when you actually sit down and play it. And yeah, I just think that um, the only people that probably shouldn't check it out are people who already know they don't like this type of game. So if you don't like XCOM or don't like uh, turn-based strategy games, you're this probably isn't going to change your mind. But at the same time, I think it's definitely the most welcoming and inviting of those games. So maybe if uh, XCOM maybe rub, rubbed you the wrong way, for example, 
Give Gears Tactics a try because maybe you'll change your mind. That's what I was going to say. When you, yeah, as you were saying that, I think this is definitely something that might just be the on-ramp to the genre that people might need where maybe there wasn't enough uh, connective tissue for XCOM for people to really take interest in it. And I don't know necessarily if people are looking for this type of comment or if you're even asking for this type of thing, but I feel like this is a more natural jump and a better experience, if I can go that far to say, um, with Gears Tactics, then I like this better than Halo Wars. To be honest with you, I don't like as somebody who played a lot of real time strategy games playing uh, growing up, I didn't love I didn't love how it, it always felt like kind of compromised. Halo Wars always felt like, OK, well, you'll with one click, you'll select like these group of like three or four kind of characters. And it always yeah. seemed like it was like kind of compromising for the fact that you're going to be playing a, strat- a real time strategy game with a controller, whereas turn-based strategy games can be played with anything as we've discussed today and i feel like this transition is so exciting for for gears to be able to expand the lore expand the universe that a lot of people read in the books in not a mainline game but also not gears judgment right where that was still kind of like too close and i think people still weren't really sure what to make of that even though it it was fun this is so different from the mainline gears games so you you do have a little bit of freedom to do a little bit little something something special i definitely i think that this is a great conversation to have and people who are listening can maybe set their expectations appropriately because the game is i was i would go as far as to say that the game is very good um but yeah, you definitely need to just, you have to get through a little bit. You have to learn how it all works. But I find myself thinking about it quite a lot at this moment. Just like, when can I go back and play more? I'm wondering about DLC. I'm wondering about, it is just single player. That's the only other thing is that I, it'd be really interesting to, to pit my crew up against your crew. But I'm glad that they were they were focused mm-hmm. on this. Um, it seems to work. I didn't really have any of the bugs that, that you've had, so it'll be interesting to see this out in the wild. Well, to be fair, that was only like a one-time bug. True, okay. For the most part, it was honestly like a very... Uh, like seamless experience Good. even even the fact that i'm playing on an older pc so i don't really have the best video card so it also ran at a, a smooth 60 frames per second it just scaled down the visuals so it wasn't yeah didn't look as pretty yeah but honestly i like how it ran like it ran like solidly throughout my entire experience much different than when we talked about ori where i had a lot of problems with that on my pc so i like how it's how they scaled the 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 gameplay and the visuals with this game. i had the same experience on the visuals very i would say almost um almost a knock in the way of like it a bit inconsistent some of the like the cinematics or that gears 5 quality just really really nice and then every once in a while mm-hmm. like What's going on with their hair over there? What's going on with this? Like some some fuzziness kind of happened over here. Seemed like everybody like they didn't, but it seemed like they kind of had an afro <laughs> kind of hair. I'm not really sure kinda how else to describe of. it. But um, dude, this is I can't wait to have uh, people jump into the conversation and and play this game. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how people um, interpret and and react to Gears Tactics. But my impression is that it is like I said, very good. I want to play more of it. I just wish it wasn't so like padded out. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, for everything uh, negative we said about this, the one thing I will have to give the team props for is I love number one, that they did something completely different with this game, Mm -hmm. that it's not the same old gears and that that they explored the universe with new characters. Yeah. There's gotta be more of this. There's gotta be gears tactics too, for sure. Exactly. And even if what they do next isn't gears tactics too, I want to see more of what they can just do with this franchise in general, like more uh, different types of games as well, or even just uh, more of this experience with new characters mm-hmm. or exploring some of the backstory of characters uh, we know already, like stuff like that really interests me. So I'm glad that the team uh, stretched their legs a bit with this game and did something 
kind of off the beaten path. And that's, I mean, I have to give them infinite props well, for that. Well, Ryan, you know, you know that so EA has the exclusive on NFL football with Madden and everything. So Gears, the next Gears game is going to be Augustus, Augustus Cole's uh, Thrash Ball. It'll be the football game that we all wanted, um, exclusive on Xbox. So I can't wait for that, dude. But uh, that's a total joke that doesn't really land. But I hope... Everybody jumps in. It's on Game Pass. Why wouldn't you play this game? I hope people... Uh... I mean, the only way you wouldn't is if you didn't have a PC. But you're right. I mean, anyone with a PC with Game Pass absolutely should should definitely try this out. And I mean, the cool football game could be just like Mutant League Football. We need another that's one actually of those. Tra- That's so actually exactly that- what I think about when I think about Cole playing Thrash Ball. Exactly. All right, Sean, before we go, Sean plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, you can find me here on the Xbox drive, but also on Twitter uh, at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. And if you like this show, um, you can put uh, some some gas money into the tank at patreon.com slash you Capri. Very nice. Very nice. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at the Xbox drive. And we're out. Ball. <laughs> Thank you.